Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Mastering the Room, brought to you by the Graduate School of Political Management at the George Washington University. I'm your host, Steve Pierce. Every episode on the show, we'll sit down with some of the brightest minds in politics, advocacy, and communications. They'll give us a behind-the-scenes look inside the room where it happens and offer their tips for how you can not only get in the room, but master it just like they did. New episodes drop every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe to Mastering the Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred podcast listening app may be. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating or review. Just a few seconds of your time can really help us spread the word and reach more listeners just like you. And if you want to learn more about GSPM, feel free to check out our website at www.gspm.gwu.edu. And now, without further ado, here's a brand new episode of Mastering the Room. Hello and welcome to Mastering the Room. I'm your host, Steve Pierce. Every week we take a behind-the-scenes look inside the room where it happens, guided by some of the brightest minds in politics, advocacy, and communications. This week on the show, we're joined by Katie Upton, an alumna of the Strategic Public Relations Program at GSPM and currently a Senior Vice President at Edelman, a renowned global communications firm that partners with businesses and organizations to evolve, promote, and protect their brands and reputations. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk to everybody. So let's, uh, let's start at the beginning. Where does your story begin? Where were you born? What was what was young Katie like? Young Katie. So I am the youngest of four kids. Uh, my father was a naval officer and I was born in Northern California. Very typical uh, naval brat upbringing. And when I was eight years old, uh, my father was an exchange officer and we were actually transferred to Canada. So I spent sort of my formative elementary years in uh, English speaking, luckily, Ottawa, Canada. Um, and after my parents extended our tour there because we enjoyed ourselves so much, um, we were sent down here. My dad did a stint at the Pentagon. Um, my mom is a federal worker, worked for the IRS. Um, so I came here when I was 12 and had a pretty typical Northern Virginia, Washington upbringing. Um, graduated from a Fairfax County public school, which is pretty big county here, um, and did my undergrad at Marymount University, which is a small liberal arts school in Arlington, right across the river from Washington. Um, and so that's how I sort of ended up with my career in Washington. And I always say that, um, you know, they say in times, a lot of times in Washington, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. Um, and also a lot of part, large part of that is luck, being mm. in the right place at the right time. And I got super lucky that um, my teacher at um, Marymount was also a senior account supervisor at Edelman. Mm. And she sort of introduced me to this whole idea of public relations as a discipline that you could actually do um, and that there were clients out there wanting to do PR. Um, before then, you know, I it was really people just kind of talked about PR as something folks did, but there weren't any, um, you know, college courses around it. Everything was just communications. Mm. And then you kind of did a little bit of public relations. Um, and I got really lucky to meet her and she educated me a lot on sort of how things work business-wise. Um, then my luck sort of happened again. Um, I spent my college years, so obviously going to Marymount, but working at L.L. Bean in, in um, Tyson's Corner here in Virginia. And there, my luck happened again, where a vice president at Edelman's husband won a canoe. No. And I was charged with putting the canoe on the top of their car. And I started to talk to her. And she said, 
well, what are you doing? What do you like to do? And I told her I was in college at Marymount and what I really like to do. And I said to her, you know, the people who are behind the scenes. So when politicians mess up or CEOs mess up, I want to be the person to tell them what they're supposed to say to fix it. Mm. And she said, that's public relations. When you're ready for an internship, call me. And I did. And so you went from, you got an internship at L.L. Bean? No, it's just working retail, oh, college just, retail. Oh, just retail. College just retail. retail. Not like L.L. Bean uh, corporate PR. office type stuff. It nope. was just in the store, just working a college job. Power of relationships, talking to people, opening up to people, and just finding out what other people's interests are. It's kind of how I found my way. And so when you be, you took the internship at Edelman, was that in college or you had moved on from so Marymount? I, yep. So I was finishing a part of your undergrad. You had to do a mm-hmm. internship. So I was finding that internship. Um, so they brought, you know, I applied for the internship. They brought me in. Um, it was the summer after I graduated. Um, so I'd actually left and spent a month in New Zealand mm. uh, visiting family and then came back and started very next day as an intern at Edelman. Um, and again, as luck would have it, um, an EVP was starting at the same time as me and she had no team whatsoever. And I just jumped on the opportunity to work with her. And that's how I sort of made my value early on. So this is starting your career. <laughs> it's an interesting time. It's your first kind of real workplace experience. What was kind of your biggest lesson that you took out of that? You're, you're obviously still Edelman. 15 years later. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't mess it up that bad. Uh, but what was kind of your big, your biggest lesson of entering the workplace, entering this public relations environment for the first time, which you knew you wanted to work in, you, you thought that this was what you wanted to do with your life. What was, what was that like kind of starting out and, and, and figuring it out? Yeah. I would say in Washington, you have to have a passion to be able to sit there and kind of listen to the folks around you. I think one of the biggest benefits that I had at Edelman and was when I walked through the door, I had senior advisors who had been in Washington forever. Mike Deaver, who worked with Ronald Reagan, was heading up our office. Um, Rob Bragg, who was also heading up our office at that time, um, had been in politics for quite a bit. And to just be able to sit in a room with those guys and really ultimately listen to their stories and their experiences and all of those types of things, I think that was the biggest learning for me was that Everything that I learned in undergrad was functional for me to be able to get through my day. But in order to become strategic, in order to be able to really think for my clients, it was a lot of experience in listening to how does strategy get developed. Um, And I think that that's a difficult thing to come by when you're at an agency. I think it's difficult when you're young and you come into Washington is that a lot of times we're delegated to sort of the note taking, Mm. but finding out how those things can be really helpful in sort of helping you design and sort of think uh, think through your next steps is something that we take for granted. But I really learned early on that that was kind of what you had to do in order to listen to everything and be able to move forward. So you were the intern and you learned all this stuff and this is great. And then you got a full-time job. You just transitioned yep. right into a full-time gig. Yeah. I think the biggest thing in Washington is that most people start off at internships, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the biggest entry ways in. And the quicker way that you can find that added value, what role are you playing within the organization that maybe nobody else is playing? What information can you bring to your team, to the organization that they may not have otherwise? Um, and that's why I say I got really lucky when I started and the the senior person started at the same time and she had no staff to help mm. her run a project. 
I quickly saw that as if I can learn what her project is, learn the details of that, then I become invaluable. Um, and that campaign that I started off with was the um, Merck's uh, cervical cancer vaccine. Mm. Um, and this was back in 2004. Mm -hmm. So before approval, anything like that. Um, and I ended up spending four years on the account, which is a pretty long time wow. and was able to see it through approval. Um, and I'd say that's probably one of the m my more proud moments of being able to watch this therapy that could potentially save lives go from just being a thought and being a, a uh, you know, a desire within the cancer community and within the healthcare community and being to actually getting it um, onto shelves and into patients' lives was really cool. So you're at Edelman, you're a full-time employee now, mm -hmm. you're doing the, you're doing the thing, you're, you're living the dream. <laughs> And then at some point, you decide that you're going to go back to graduate school, right? Yeah. You go to the Graduate School of Political Management here at GW. Mm -hmm. what, how, do you, how do you wind up at GSPM? What, how do you find out about it? How do you kind of make the decision that this is the right thing for you at this point in your career? Yep. So I got to the point, I was at Edelman for three years, and I decided, I started off in healthcare and decided that there was an opportunity that I should take in the new business, in the business development department. And that really opened my eyes to a lot of what I was missing education-wise um, around just strategy development. Mm -hmm. What does strategy really mean? How do you go through that process? How do you think through it? And honestly, I just kind of started Googling um, and started to see what was out there. And there weren't a lot of graduate programs for public relations. There was like one in Nebraska. And mm. I was like, I'm a city kid. I cannot go to Nebraska. <laughs> I understand that. Um, and on and um Larry Parnell, who has started the program, who was yeah. starting the program, had reached out to Mike Deaver and Rob Reg at Edelman to sort of be advisors. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to them as sort of my, you know, senior advisors in the office, and they recommended that I have a conversation with Larry. Mm -hmm. um, and so I came in to have a conversation with Larry, and it really just synced up nicely with my career because... The design of it being at night, the design of it being for working professionals, it really married very nicely to the work that I was doing every single day. So I was literally able to apply the lessons that I was having at night the next day for my clients. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, a number of the projects that I was doing, I was able to either use my client work from the office or I was able to repurpose it. Mm. Um, and so it really just jived nicely with what I was doing and um, fed into that sort of strategic development that I really needed in order to kind of go from junior to being more senior. What was the most valuable thing that you took away from your time at GSPM that's really helped your career? You talked about wanting to get like a more refined uh, understanding of strategy. What was, you know, you did all these classes, went to school for several years. Um, what was the most valuable thing that's really helped propel you from that point forward in your career and been and been really helpful as you've gone on in, in public relations? Yeah. Uh, two things. One, the relationships that you get from GSPM are un... Uh, you can't compete against that, in my opinion. Um, we laugh that I met with one of my public affairs colleagues from Colombia mm. and he was visiting from Bogota and we started talking and he was also an alumni of GSPM mm. and we were just a few years apart and that was really nice because you all you have this shared vision with someone you have this shared learning with them um, and just to be able the connections that I have everywhere I go in Washington and then the second thing um, that I found very valuable about being at GSPM was really the exposure to everything else that is happening in Washington. 
the folks that are at GSPM, whether they're in the strategic public relations, whether they're in legislative affairs, wherever they are, everyone is doing such different things that when you're in class with everybody, you are just absorbing so many different angles of what's happening in Washington. And I think because there are so many layers that go to public affairs, that just really sort of broadened my ability to look at the environment just so differently than I think a lot of my colleagues still do. So you've now been at Edelman for 15 years? Yeah, it's June 1st. I celebrated my 15th anniversary. Now, if folks aren't from Washington, D.C., they may not understand that 15 years in Washington is a long time anywhere, right, to be with one company. 15 years in Washington, D.C., to be with one company is basically a lifetime. Yes. Uh, so or a few, <laughs> or a few lifetimes. Yeah. Why do you? Why did you decide to stay? What has kept you there for for fifteen years? What kind of goes into that decision? Yeah. Um. A couple of things. The first thing, honestly, being the people that mm. I got to work with. I mean, relationships is obviously a big theme throughout my life. Um, where relationships and my ability to have those interpersonal, um, interactions with people is extremely important. And with Edelman. It's encouraged. I get that. And I get that not just in the U.S., but I get it globally. Mm. So I have a lot of relationships, personal and professional, that um, have just always been really growth factors for me. And the second thing being that we're independent. Um, And I think in a world where public relations is changing every single day, what is, um, you know, okay one day or what a client may be doing one day is not always the best the next day. And it's constantly changing. And I think having the ability to be private, to know where we stand strategically, to be able to make decisions, strategic decisions as a business, but also to make mistakes without the fear of shareholders sort of coming in um, has just always been a very comforting thing and something that has provided a lot of our team's autonomy to be able to do what our clients need without really Um, always pressing on the bottom line. Obviously, that's a very important piece of the work we do, but having our clients at the forefront has just been awesome. So So when you're somewhere for 15 years, Mm -hmm. right, um, some people have trouble staying motivated, staying engaged, they're looking for a new challenge. What keeps you motivated and engaged in the work? Because obviously you're continuing to find fulfillment in it for such a long period of time in one place. What motivates and engages you? Yeah, I think I found healthcare very early on. Mm. And that was very motivating um, as just, I think the situation in the US sort of leads itself to a lot of sustainable work to be done. Um, Sustainable in the sense that Those who work in healthcare will most likely always have a job, which is really nice. Um, But also there's a passion there. I was born with an immune deficiency, and I spent a lot of my life in doctor's offices, in hospitals, um, dealing with a lot of stigma, even from my own siblings about, you know, being sick or not being sick and those types of things. And I just kind of hooked on to this advocacy passion um, that we get to do here in Washington, which is kind of unique. Um, And I spend majority of my time working with patient advocacy group, third parties, and um, healthcare provider groups and caregiver groups to understand what their priorities are and get them to marry with my clients nicely on programs and partnerships. So I think I was just able to find something that I felt passionate about and I mm-hmm. felt was sustainable. And it's just continued to really provide me with unique opportunities sort of every turn. With that kind of 
passion that you have for health and for advocacy. Um, is there a, is there a specific project or something or a specific client that you are kind of most proud to have worked with or to worked on that you you look back and said, man, I'm this was so cool. I'm so glad that I got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the cervical cancer vaccine would have been my first. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my most formative uh, project that I ever worked on. And being able to see that actually impact the healthcare system that we're in today, be, seeing that happen has been really, really fruitful. Um, and then I think the other work that we did um, with Pfizer on smoking cessation mm. um, a few years ago, I got to do the funnest project I ever got to work on was a partnership with minor league baseball in uh, Washington state in Nebraska and California. Mm. And we got to kind of travel around and execute smoking cessation campaigns at minor league baseball stadiums. Um, and that's probably the most grassroots PR yeah. you're ever going to get. Um, and that was really fulfilling because we were actually able to have face-to-face conversations with patients who were looking for ways to quit and they were looking for those resources. And we were able to tangibly put those resources right in their hand. And when you're sitting in an office in Washington talking about policy and, you know, developing a client's corporate strategy, it's rare that you get that tangible experience. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have that, I think, was one of the things that continued to sort of propel me. Is there a, a favorite story or experience or just a moment when you were, you know, doing, you've worked on over 15 years, so many different things, right? Um, and you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know, I'm really, I'm doing it, right? The thing that I set out to do when I was just coming out of Marymount, just coming out of college and decided I wanted to have this career in, in public relations. Um, when you sit back and kind of your eyes are open and you take a moment to pause and reflect and say, this is, this is it. This is what I came here to do. Have, is there something like that that stands out to you? Hmm. This is going to sound, um, I guess people in Washington may understand this a lot more. It's probably the more on the nerdier side of responses. Um, but we do a lot of work in educating our clients about public affairs, what public affairs is, how it impacts their business, the work they should be doing, how they should be working with their public affairs colleagues. And for some reason, that has honestly been one of the most rewarding programs that I've ever worked on. And I developed it with the client all the way through actually executing it. And we've done it for a few different clients in different regions. And that has honestly been one of the more rewarding things because that not only has sort of impacted the external, but it's allowed for our clients to be better at their job. And when our clients are better at their job, they're putting out better product. So it was one of those where it was more personal Mm -hmm. um, rather than sort of seeing a big change happening externally. If you were talking to a young person who said who is, you know, maybe wanted to follow in your in your footsteps, thought that they might want to have a career in public relations, this might be a thing that they would be interested in. What would you pass on to them? What what do you think they would most need to know? What piece of advice would you give? I think ultimately, if I was talking to someone who was younger than me, who was looking for career advice, I would really tell them to learn the business of the business, um, because that's ultimately what you're measured on. Your clients are going to measure you on, you know, how effective you're doing media relations or how effective you're doing policy, how effective you're doing public affairs. But really, when push comes to shove, if you've mismanaged the budget, if you've mismanaged the team, if you're not making money, that's going to become an issue. And I think that 
the younger folks who are coming into the field, when they understand how money is made, how we're profitable, and then they can marry that with their experience and their, um, you know, the work that they're doing in PR, then they're just going to be better set up. Really understanding the business of the business is so key. There are a lot of opinions, and this will be my last question for you. There will be a lot of opinions, that, uh, and everyone hears them, about what makes for a successful career. And you kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning. In your experience, what have you found to be most important? What you know or who you know? Or is it so some you may not like. I was going to say, you may not like my response, but I don't think they can be mutually exclusive because I think 15 years in Washington has shown me that you can walk around and introduce me to everyone you know, but if you can't roll up your sleeves and back that up with what you know, you're probably not going to stay in the room too long. And you find that the folks who have been around Washington for a long time are the folks who know what they're doing, and know who they should be talking to. So I think it's a sort of a marrying of both of them in order to be successful. What's What's been the most important kind of what thing that you've learned or skill that you've developed that's contributed to to your success in, in this spirit, right? It, that it's a marriage of what you know and, and who you know. What's been the, on the on the what you know side, what's been the most important thing for you? Understanding policy. I think if you're in Washington, like I am, um, you have no ability to not understand policy. I think people have it have a just expectation that at the mm-hmm. very base we understand policy and how that impacts the work that they do. And I don't think you can get away from that. And so, how did you gain that understanding of of, of policy? Is this just something that you had innately? Is this something you've gained throughout your career? Is this something yeah. that you, GSPM helped you learn how to do? Like, how, how does one gain that if it's if it's so crucial? Yeah. If you're in Washington, there are so many resources. I mean, there are breakfasts every day of the week. There are lunches. There are briefings every day of the week that people can go to. You can, if you're not in Washington, you can live stream them. But there is an always an opportunity. Uh, we're full of politicians, we're full of elected officials, and they love to talk. Um, So someone's always talking. So I was always trying to go always reading. Podcasts are an amazing thing. Now we have a lot of podcasts that are coming out, especially in healthcare. Um, I listen to a lot of, you know, uh, investor podcasts around healthcare and stuff like that, just understand what's coming up. And I just think that there are so many resources that if somebody doesn't understand policy, or they want to get into it, there's a lot to sort of educate you out there. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been great to get to know a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your career. uh, And I'm sure all of our listeners have, have really benefited from it. So thank you so much for taking the time. Great. Thank you so much. 